and welcome to the Victory Devotional Podcast. We invite you to take the next few minutes to connect with God, hear His voice, and respond in worship and prayer. Here's today's message. I'd like to read these passages of Scripture for us this morning, just as we have worshipped the Lord uh, this morning with a song and Today, we are going to look at uh, the pivotal verse of Romans. And, and the first 11 chapters have spoken about, Paul had talked about uh, the mercies of God. And it's more of the indicative. And, but this time of this verse, it's a, 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 a transitional verse that will now focus on the imperatives, instruction uh, on uh, the practical stuff of things. And where I'm not saying that the mercy of God in the first 11 chapter is not going to be uh, uh, talked about anymore. It may not necessarily be mentioned in the rest of the chapters, but the, 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 the idea of it, the impact and influence of the mercies of God could be felt in the remaining chapters. So here is the verse in chapter 12, verse 1. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And by testing, you may discern what is the will of God and what is good and acceptable and perfect. Allow me just to focus on the first ber- verse here that we have with us today. I appeal to you, brothers, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God. Now, having spoken about the mercies of God, that he was so overwhelmed by it that he's even started, uh, uh, he started uh, singing almost like, almost like seeing before God, out of that revelation of the mercies of God. And you see that in verse 34, 36. It's almost like Paul was seeing through his letters. And, and now here, he says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, now he's about to give us the transitional uh, uh, the, the, the imperative, and that is to present your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. In other translation, reasonable service. Could you imagine in King James, reasonable service is equivalent in ESV as spiritual worship? We see here that our service before men, service before God, it's actually a form of worship. Now, how did Paul uh, address this? He addressed it. The imperative he, he gave here is he, he used a metaphor of something that is so familiar to, uh, to, the, to the believers during that time, whether uh, with the background of Judaism or whether with the background of the Gentile uh, worship. Why? Because during that time, there's what we call sacrifices. With people, people would bring something in order to sacrifice 
to the Lord or in, amongst the pagans to their gods. Apostle Paul didn't have any qualms of using the same metaphor, but this time talking to the Christians who have received the mercies of God, using that metaphor in order for them to easily understand what he was trying to instruct them to do. I'm hoping that 2,000 years later, that we get to still understand using that metaphor, even though we've never had that background of sacrifice, that we'll be able to uh, 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 embrace the gist of his instruction, and which is present your bodies as living sacrifice. Look at, look at what he said here, to present your bodies. The mere fact that you're presenting is a form of worship. And then he says, your bodies. By mentioning this, he is basically almost like declaring war to the Gnostics. Because they don't, not just the Gnostics, but even the, uh, even the Greeks. Anything that is of the natural, anything that is of earth, is unspiritual. But here's Paul by saying, present your bodies. Now, is he talking about a lit literal bodies? It could be. But probably, it, it could probably have a deeper meaning as well. That our bodies, because your spirit, your soul, are embodied in, 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 a, in, a, in a form like our bodies. And so... And so he basically just used the word bodies, but we see here he went on further with the metaphor and he says, present your bodies as living sacrifice. We'll see here uh, three, uh, three descriptions of a God-honoring life. We're talking about honor God and how can we honor God. And there are three descriptions he gave. And as, before I, I continue to move forward, when we say uh, living sacrifice here in this passage, uh, uh, the metaphor of sacrifice, Christians offer, we obviously offer no bloody sacrifice on the altar. We obviously don't do that. But what do we offer? In other letters, uh, Apostle Paul and even, uh, uh, even Peter even the author of Hebrews, um, and, and here in, in, in Romans, Apostle Paul had given some of the items when we say, we, what do we offer to the Lord? Obviously, amongst Jews and the pagans, they offer animals. They offer something before God. What do we offer now as Christians since we have already ex experienced the mercies of God? Well, according to uh, 1 Peter chapter 2, in the letter that Peter wrote, in the first letter, you yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God. He's talking about spiritual sacrifices. It's not just the physical thing you see. So praise, uh, so praise God, the fruit of our lips, that acknowledge his name is also part in what the Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15, through him, then let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God that is the fruit of the lips that acknowledge his name. 
what, what else do we offer besides spiritual sacrifices? We offer praise to the Lord and the fruit of our lips in Hebrews. What else? In verse 16, uh, do not neglect to do good and to share what you have for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. What, is, what, what, what's, what was he talking about? What kind of sacrifice is that? It's to do good and to share what you have. So when we do good and share to others, that's a form of sacrifice and worship to the Lord. What else? Well, to at least here in this passage of Apostle Paul, he said in Romans 15, 16, uh, right after this few verses after 12, he says to be a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles in the priestly service of the gospel of God so that the offering of the Gentiles may be acceptable, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. What is he talking about? His missionary work. His ministry work is a form of sacrifice. So whether it's a ministry work, whether to do good and to share what you have to others, whether the fruit of your lips, praising the Lord or spiritual sacrifices, these are different forms of sacrifices being given to God by the believers like you and I. You know, God is concerned about our bodies. In fact, he mentioned in, in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 6.20, he says, You are bought at a price, therefore honor God with your bodies. So he's concerned about us. But it, it goes beyond our bodies here in this passage in Romans chapter 12. It's talking about our whole being. So when the scripture speaks about our bodies, it's not just a physical thing, but it's talking about uh, the heart and soul and the spirit of a man. And, and, and the goal here in, first, in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, is for the person to be able to serve him fully. And, and how is it going to be done? He mentioned the description, and it's a living, it says here, living sacrifice. Living Present your bodies as a living sacrifice. What do we mean by that? Uh, Romans uh, chapter 12, verse 1. Um, remember, every time, every time a sacrifice is being brought to the altar, it's supposed to be alive. It's not supposed to be dead. Okay, It's supposed to be alive. But all those animals that have been sacrificed, they don't survive. They die in the process of sacrifice. But in the Christian way, and Apostle Paul had mentioned, he says, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, talking about not just being alive, being presented before God, but it's a continuous living for God here on earth for His purpose. So when we say living for God, we're talking about we live for God and His purpose. And that is your sacrifice and offering before God, when your life is dedicated for His will and His purpose, and that's what living sacrifice is all about. And, and so we live for Him. We don't want us to be dead in, in, in all areas. It, it, you know, it will be of no use if we don't live our lives. We are not just willing to die but we're willing to live for Him in His purpose. And that's what honoring Him 
by living, when we say living sacrifice. The next one is holy sacrifice. Holy, living sacrifice, holy. That's another description there. And obviously this holy sacrifice is set apart, dedicated for that sacrifice. You know, in the Old Testament, they don't want to serve God and give Him uh, sick animals to be sacrificed. You're not going to use the fattened calf for your food and then the sickly ones for sacrifice. Well, they, some of them have tried doing that in Malachi. That's why the Lord had rebuked them, giving God a sickly sacrifice before God. And God says, God rebuked them through Malachi and says, try giving that to your governor. <laughs> he himself will not receive that. And so they've come to that place where they're starting to serve God with sickly animals. But the Lord wants holy, set apart, whole. In fact, the priest would check the animal, making sure it's healthy and no encumbrance, no dysfunctional parts of the animal, but make sure it's perfect before it be uh, sacrificed before God. But how is the application to us here? In this, in, this, in this passage, when we say holy, we're talking about holy is a regular description of sacrifice. It implies here that the offering of ourselves to God involves a being set apart. That's when we, when we say holy, it's not just a state of a person, but it is it is being set apart for God's use. And not only that your life is wholly dedicated to Him, but this time set apart for His purpose and for His use. So we live a life that is set apart for Him. That's what we mean when we say holy sacrifice. The other one is acceptable sacrifice. The scripture says living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. The word acceptable is something that is pleasing to the Lord. Why do we need to make sure it's pleasing to the Lord? Is it possible for a person to make a sacrifice and not pleasing to the Lord? Yes. We discovered that in the first sacrifice in the Garden of Eden. If you remember, I, you know, Cain and, and Abel, Cain's sacrifice was not accepted, but Abel's was accepted. And it created so much um, resentment in Cain's heart. He got so jealous, he even to the point of killing his own brother. He killed Abel uh, shortly after that. What are we talking about? What we're talking about is we don't just sacrifice for the sake of sacrificing, but we offer our bodies pleasing to the Lord. What we're talking about is we live a life that is pleasing to God. We don't just live a life that is for God in His purpose. We don't just live a life set apart for Him, but we live a life that is pleasing to God. So today, and He says, this is your reasonable act of worship. This is your, uh, uh, this is your spiritual act of worship. This is your reasonable service. And in contrast to the superstitious sacrifice of the pagans, this is not superstitious. This is reasonable. This is logical. This is spiritual worship 
a reasonable service to the Lord. And so, as we, we, sometimes we think of worship as we come once a week and we worship together corporately, but let's extend it even further by saying it's not just our corporate worship together that express that, that, ex, that is trying to express that worship before God, but it is our daily living that, ex, that, that would express that worship to the Lord. So I say as we end, our yearning for weekly corporate worship should be matched by our daily longing to honor God in our lives, especially in a society that dishonors Him. It's not easy to honor God with your life in a society that dishonors God. But by the grace of God, God is giving us the instruction to present our bodies anyway and sacrifice to the Lord in light of all the pressures we're experiencing in this world. Because truly, this is our living and holy and acceptable sacrifice before God. Let's worship God today and sing that song again. You Thank you, Lord. Today, we would like us to dedicate our, our lives, our hopes, our aspirations, our visions, even for the year of 2024. As we kickstart this year, may our lives be dedicated for His purpose, for uh, set apart for His service, and 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 making sure we live a life that is pleasing to Him. My prayer is that we will minimize situations that would bring dishonor to the Lord this year. Our goal and our ultimate dream is that for the next 50 weeks, 
we get to honor Him with our lives, with our bodies. And let us pray. Father God, thank you once again for bringing us together, reminding us of the Scripture, of your goodness, and you, of your mercy before us. Lord God, out of that, out of that uh, mercy, our response is to honor you even more in worship through our daily living, magnifying your name. And by doing so, many will come and glorify the Lord themselves. In Jesus' name. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Thanks for joining us today. We hope this helps you build a habit of hearing from God daily. For more messages like these, follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to watch these messages live every morning, visit us on facebook.com slash victoryph.